Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Buffalo Trace Distillery and Birch Sheet Metal. We'll tell you more about them in a bit. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, obviously. Kentucky fell in the SEC tournament. Well, since the last time we talked, the bracket has been revealed. Calipari has talked to the media. Uh, just a lot of stuff to get to. But, Kyle, we will start off with, obviously, the biggest story of the day. It is Selection Sunday. We're recording uh, right at 11 o'clock here. Just your opening thoughts on Kentucky's seed in the NCAA bracket. I think they're in a really good spot. Um you know, they would have loved to be in Louisville. It's weird. Like, we, we've talked so much about that, and I've written about it. Every, everybody has. About get to Louisville, get to Louisville. Louisville be a home game. I mean, there are going to be a ton of Kentucky fans in in Kansas City if they get there for the second weekend. And there'll be plenty. You know, they wanted to be in Columbus the first weekend. Well, there are going to be plenty of Kentucky fans in Jacksonville, Tennessee, or Jacksonville, Florida. That sounded like a hard place to get to. It's not out west, and you're not playing Duke. You know, Duke is not your one seed. Um, so I think they're in a really good spot. They're the two in the Midwest. Uh, their one is a team they've already beaten on a neutral floor, North Carolina. Now, North Carolina's playing a lot better. Uh, you know, they beat Duke twice, although Duke didn't have Zion, and they took Duke to the wire with Zion in the ACC uh, semifinal. But, you know, I, there's nothing about that. North Carolina team where you go, Kentucky can't beat them. I mean, they beat them uh, straight up on a neutral floor with all, you know, there weren't anybody, it wasn't anybody missing. So I think you got to feel good about that. Uh, and what stands between you and North Carolina in the elite eight for a trip to the final four, which would happen for the second time in three years, obviously people remember that um, is winnable games. In my estimation, you're, 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 you know, 15 seeds, Abilene Christian, that's not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And then Wofford, Seton Hall, the 7-10 game. Wofford, how about Wofford getting a seven seed? Um, that was impressive. But the Seton Hall is basically played an away game at Seton Hall before you'd really put it together. Um, well, definitely before they put it together. They hadn't, they hadn't really found their stride. They hadn't had their first big win of the season. And they still took Seton Hall to overtime basically, uh, you know, in a road game. So you might have Seton Hall, or you might have Wofford. I mean, if you're if you're complaining or intimidated at all of that, uh, I don't know what to tell you. You're Kentucky. Uh, you could certainly lose, but and they have lost to Seton Hall. But I think you feel pretty good about that game, you know. And and you know, to in the Sweet Sixteen, the possibilities are Iowa State or probably Houston. I, I don't see that. Like Houston's a great. That Houston's the three seed. They've had a great season, but again. If you're Kentucky and you think you're a fa- Final Four caliber team, is that does that scare you? No. Does Iowa State scare you as a six seed? No. I mean, they did win the Big 12 tournament. They beat Kansas, but Kentucky beat Kansas. Um, I just, you know, to me, that uh, you got to feel pretty good about that. And it, here's the other thing: it wouldn't shock me if Auburn comes out of the top half of that bracket instead of North Carolina, because. 
Auburn looked really good this week, looked really good today in the SEC championship game. Absolutely boat race Tennessee from start to finish. One by 20 is their second win over Tennessee in eight days. They've won eight straight games, 10 of the last 11. I mean, Auburn is like the kind of team that can get really hot and go on a run in the tournament. And if somehow Auburn knocks off North Carolina and Auburn is the team Kentucky has to play to go to the Final Four, Kentucky is going to the Final Four. Um, because as, as dangerous as Auburn is, Kentucky is a perfect team to play Auburn. They've got They've got – all the personnel you need to neutralize the things that Auburn does well. We know that because they blew out Auburn. The one loss in the last 11 games for Auburn was Kentucky, so and by 27. Um, so that's a long way of saying what I said in the short version at the start. Like I think they should feel great about this bracket. Calipari, I was at um, Kyle stayed down in Nashville to cover the SEC championship game as he just kind of laid out there. Auburn looking fantastic. We might touch on that maybe at the end of this podcast or in tomorrow's podcast. But I was back in Lexington, and I went to John Calipari's house. Uh, that's where they invite the media in, and they have the whole team in Cal's living room, and then they watch the bracket being revealed. This is the first time I've gotten a chance where the team isn't just completely dogged tired because they were playing in the SEC championship game. A lot of the years, they didn't even get back in time to see the bracket reveal, and when they did, half of them were asleep. So this was like the first time I actually got to see a little bit of a reaction, and John Calipari was about what you would expect. He was giggling like a little schoolchild uh, when Wofford and Seton Hall, it was revealed that they were going to be the the 7-10 matchup in his bracket, in the Kentucky bracket. And, you know, Kyle, like... He he was of the mind, I guess, and he. It seemed like I didn't get a chance to ask. I should have asked uh, the two players that were available, Keldon and Reed, that he knew Wofford was the storyline, and that the it would have been a it would have been a fun matchup potentially to have the behemoth of Kentucky versus little old Wofford, who's having a fantastic season. So that was kind yeah. of his reaction, and he he had this great thing as soon as Kentucky's number popped up. He jumped up out of his seat, and I have the video on my Twitter timeline, and he's like, all right, boys, let's go downstairs. He was just like ready to move on because <laughs> they were having a quick team meeting downstairs, and then they were going to be released. Uh, I mean, I, he didn't complain a ton, honestly, and I think you and I were texting during right after the selection show, and it's kind of that what we labeled avoiding Duke swag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was the, I didn't, I didn't get Duke, Duke swagger, you know, I, I, like I said, I feel, I feel like they have a, a really good draw and, and just to touch some more on Wofford, like Wofford's really interesting. Um, you don't see a team like that um, from the Southern conference, get a seven seed very often. I don't even, I don't know what the history is on that, but I, it seems like a really, really good seed. And Wofford's won 20 consecutive games. Uh, their losses are to North Carolina, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Mississippi State. All uh, three, uh, three of the four uh, away from home. You know, and they've just rolled everybody else. They are, what are they right now? 19th uh, in Kim Pomeroy's rankings, Wofford is. They have a top 12 offense nationally. They're 29-4. and four. That would be a great story. I'd be all about uh, watching Kentucky Wofford for a trip to the Sweet 16. Although, you know, again, I would find it really hard to believe that that 
that upset happens. Uh, you know, I guess if there's anybody in that scenario who could do it, maybe they'd be the ones. But Kentucky, I think, would feel uh, better about getting Wofford than getting uh, Seton Hall. Seton Hall is at least, you know, in the same league, sort of same caliber to an extent as Kentucky, and they have, as we said, beaten them, and they have a star player who's lit them up and lit up a bunch of people. That dude is on a heater. His name just totally escaped me now. But um, I still I, – I don't, I don't see a scenario where Kentucky doesn't get to the second weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely on the same page. And I will mention again, I mentioned it on the last edition of the podcast, we're going to be doing a bracket challenge. We'll have a full bracket breakdown podcast uh, coming up this week, so stay tuned for that. And I'll be tweeting out the links to how to get in on our bracket challenge. Try to prove that you're smarter at predicting games than Kyle Tucker and I. And in all honesty, it's almost guaranteed that you will be, even though. Hey, but, yeah, but if you heard it. this podcast, you knew that Auburn yeah. was going to go on a run to the SEC title game. Whoop, whoop. We told you. We yep. told you. Yep. That's the that's the rule of uh, sports talk, Kyle. When you're wrong about something, never mention don't it again. Don't talk about it. <laughs> when you're right about something, shout it from the mountaintops. <laughs> yes. Coming up Miles next. Powell. Miles Powell, by the way, is the dude who's been on a crazy heater for Seton Hall and lit up Kentucky. There we go. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the Kentucky's last game uh, that they played in the SEC tournament, the loss against Tennessee. Uh, we'll kind of recap that briefly. But before we get into that, I do want to tell you guys about Buffalo Trace Distillery. Buffalo Trace Distillery is the world's most award-winning distillery. You can see 200 years of bourbon-making history in action. You can smell the mash cooking, touch the charred oak barrels aging in century-old warehouses, hear the tales of bourbon legends, and taste America's most award-winning spirits in the oldest continually operating distillery. Experience a tour for every taste. There are six unique complimentary tours offered seven days a week, year-round, Um and they all offer complimentary tastings at the end. Visit buffalotracedistillery.com to learn more about the distillery's history and the spirits. Right now, when you go to Buffalo Trace Distillery, because that's what you're going to do, you're going to go visit this place, you're going to mention that you heard about it on the Locked on Kentucky podcast, and you're going to get 10% off merchandise at the gift shop. So go check out buffalotracedistillery.com. You are Locked on Kentucky. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Kyle, I mean, let's just wrap this real quick about the game because I think it's all in the last three minutes. Kentucky had the eight-point lead and Tennessee took it away. How much do you, what is, I'll, I'll lay it like this, what is the most significant factor in those three minutes? Is it the fact that Reed Travis fouled out? Is it the fact that Kentucky was inexperienced and turned the ball over too much? Or was Tennessee just uh, mentally stronger or something along those lines? Uh, it's the fact that I read Travis fouled out. <laughs> There's, that's the the main. He's the key to their defense, and they crumbled without him. He's the guy that calms them down. He is. Um, we 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 learned in the last five games of the regular season. We learned in the last three minutes against Tennessee that Reed Travis might be the most important player on the entire roster, and he's definitely the guy who makes their defense pulls their defense together, holds it together. And they kind of, you know, it makes sense, right? Like the, the fifth-year senior, the most veteran guy, the calmest, most experienced person they have uh, goes out, and they look like a bunch of young dudes who were lost, and that's what they were. And so, yeah, to me, without a doubt, Reed Travis fouling out was the what was what cost them the game. And, I mean, there, 
a lot of things cost them the game, but it was the turning point. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at that play, <laughs> there's the videos mm-hmm. been circulating the internet, the internets today is a very bad call. Uh, you know, I don't think you lay the loss on the officials because there are bad calls on both sides. It was a poorly officiated game on both sides. Uh, there was more re- random Doug, sh- is it Shows or Shows? I never remember. Uh, I think Shows. Uh, High jinks today in the SEC title game. He almost threw out two male cheerleaders from Tennessee because they were jawing with Horace Spencer from Auburn. Didn't work out well for those guys. But, um, you know, it was a poorly officiated game. It was a horrible call. Reed Travis, the thing is, I talk about he's the key to their defense. He didn't foul. He just got beat. Grant Williams yeah. spun around him and had an easy layup. It should have just been an easy layup. He, did, he literally didn't touch him, which was bad defense, but certainly not a foul. Um, but that cost, you know, that was it. He was out, and it was over. I mean, at that point, it was pretty much over for Kentucky because they just couldn't – the rest of those guys just couldn't hold it together. Nick Richards comes in for Reed Travis, leaves a dude wide open that two other defenders were already pursuing. Kentucky has three guys on the driver, nobody on the man in the corner, three. I think that gave – I think that might have been the three that gave Tennessee its first lead, but um, they were just a disaster without him. Uh, yeah, that was the Grant Williams three, and I'm trying to – In the corner, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to – I think it gave him the lead. Yeah, well, because I, I looked this up, I had a stat, and I believe that was Grant Williams's seventh three. It was either like the sixth three or something. But two, th- my my point is this: two thirds of his threes in SEC play or around about there have come against Kentucky in three games. I think he's only made two other threes in SEC play that haven't been against Kentucky, and he's made. Now I think that's up to four in games against Kentucky. It's he's just yeah, like, I mean, it's, he's a shooting anomaly when it comes to Kentucky. But he was wide open and, and it's a corner he's, three. Yeah, I mean, and he has played. I mean, he's uh, give him his due. The dude has like risen to the occasion in those games against Kentucky almost every time. So um, not much you can say about that other than tip your hat to him. But yes, that was that was very poor defense that left left them him all alone but it happened more than once you know they would they would drive and attack and and everybody would collapse and leave shooters and you know that that's ball game i have the number i finally found it um grant williams has hit a total of seven threes in sec play five of those threes have come against kentucky uh john calipari was talking about that tennessee game a little bit and he gave a ton of credit to grant williams he said and the tennessee team as a whole he said the fact that, you know, they were getting free throws, but they were making them. And then he also said uh, that Grant Williams was flopping all over the place, you know, but he was still drawing fouls and making huh. plays. So He said flopping? Flopping all over the place, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I can wow. get the full... I mean, he's right. Yeah, he's, he's right. He was, he was flopping his ass off. Um, Here's the quote. Know, Here's the Grant quote. Um, he said, da, 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 the kid makes the corner three, Williams... It shows how mentally tough he is, not just physically. Throwing his body, flopping all over the place, getting foul fouls called. <laughs> flopping all over the place. Charges were That's blocks, funny. but it didn't matter because he made foul shots and he made that three in the corner. Wow. 
that's uh, that's funny that it, Cal just went all the way. We just went for it. He's a, it's accurate uh, though. It is not. Yeah, it is not inaccurate. There is, that is for sure. By the way, have you already booked your travel for this uh, NCAA tournament in Jacksonville? I've booked my flight. Well, the media hotel is the Radisson. And I'm, this is a little inside baseball. I'm not snobby. It's not like the Radisson is not nice enough for me. But most people probably know by now that sports writers are, like, obsessed with their travel points. Like, most people are Marriott. I'm Marriott and Hilton just because I ended up having two allegiances with two different companies. And so we just religiously try to stay at whatever company we have our points with because then we can – all our work travel, we can – Maybe take our wives, our long-suffering wives or girlfriends or whatever on vacation after the season's over. Uh, my complaint about the media hotel being the Radisson is, who? what is Radisson? It has its own points. Radisson points. It's no company at all. I'm very disappointed, Curtis. I'm just looking. I'm, I'm booking my, <laughs> my trip as we're recording this, and I'm really disappointed that it's not only not Marriott, it's also not Hilton. It's nothing. Goodness! It was like the it was like the time uh, it was like the time in Memphis when the media hotel was the Holiday Inn. What you doing? Nothing chilling at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> Who you Holiday with? Holiday Inn is nothing. It has no points either. It's just like Holiday Inn points. Me and my people just bring forward your friends. Oh my God, Curtis! That's Chingy, right? I think that's. Chingy. I I don't know. Pretty sure that's know. Chingy. Anyway, yeah. So, tell you what. Let's take another know, quick break. I know a couple of songs that have Marriott in the lyrics, but I'm going to just pass on going any further with it. What's up with the... We're just going way down a weird path, but I've been like getting 7,000 e- emails and seeing commercials all the all the time on TV about Bonvoy or something with, with that those guys. Like They're like trying to push something on me, and I don't completely understand it. So Yeah, I think it's a new kind of point system with Marriott. I've been more on the Hilton kick lately. So There we go. That's your hotel talk today. You know, if you, you need do. me, I'll be at the Homewood Suites by Hilton, eight miles from downtown now. I don't know if you should tell people that, but you just did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm booked. All right, coming up next, uh, who knows what the heck we're ta- going to talk about, but it's not going to be hotels anymore. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about Birch Sheet Metal. If you need metal roofing or siding for a residential or agriculture project, go direct to where it's made. That's Birch Sheet Metal. They've got classic rib panels cut to order with a 40-year warranty in 15 colors, plus galvalume and economy grade with all the trim and accessories to match. You can give them a call at 859-485-1928 or check out birchsheetmetal.com. That's B-U-R-C-H sheetmetal.com. They've also got bubble insulation, permafelt, sliding door track, and aluminum frame rails. Bird Sheet Metal is located in Walton, Kentucky. Give them a call at 859-485-1928 or check out birdsheetmetal.com. Don't pay lumberyard prices for metal. Go direct to where it's made. also need to tell you guys about DraftKings because for the first time ever, DraftKings is offering a bracket battle promotion with $64,000 in prizes. You know how brackets work. Before tip-off of the first game of the tournament, just pick the winner of every game, every round. That's it. That's all you got to do. And the best part is you can play for free if you use the promo code LOCKEDONNCAA. You can even set up a private group for you and your friends 
to compete for bragging rights. Download the DraftKings app or head to DraftKings.com now. Use promo code LOCKEDONNCAA to enter the bracket battle promotion for free and compete for your share of $64,000. That's code LOCKEDONNCAA to enter the bracket battle for free only at DraftKings. The game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. This is Locked On Kentucky. Your team every day. Kyle, like, is anything else, I'll just do whatever we got a feeling right now. Like, did anything else pop on the bracket to you that stood out that you were just like, what in the heck are those guys thinking? I mean, honestly, I thought it was a pretty pretty solid bracket. Uh, seems relatively balanced. I mean, the one thing that jumps out at me is, I actually, in our, we had a, for the athletic, we, we all picked our final fours and, um, this was really like my want to final four. Uh, so I picked Tennessee to, to meet Kentucky in the final four for round four, mm-hmm. uh, which some of those guys talked about last night on both sides. Like, Hey, it, let's play a fourth time. These games are awesome. I mean, the, you know, they each blew each other out once, but there were some, you know, extenuating circumstances. And, and we saw everybody at full strength on a neutral floor, like a truly neutral floor, which was another thing that was amazing about that semifinal. Just Tennessee brought the crowd. They didn't let Kentucky just own the crowd. Uh, they had a full house today as well. Um, and and so it was just like this crazy back and forth and tremendous noise no matter who scored. A classic game interrupted a few times by Doug Schaus and, you know, the officiating trying to take center stage. But that was a great battle. And mm-hmm. uh, I think everybody, like, left that thing. There's talk about whether just Kentucky respect Tennessee or not from that locker room. But everybody left agreeing that the, the respect was mutual and, and more than one person in, in those locker rooms said, let's do it again. Let's play a fourth time. Um, so I, I, I picked it sort of just because it's something I'd love to see Kentucky, Tennessee for a spot an all sec final four game for a spot in the championship. Um, but Tennessee's going to have trouble getting out of its second game. They're going to have to play probably Cincinnati Meh. in Columbus. Meh. That's not, not that's not a I don't think that's a I talked to a couple of people in in the game in in ba- college basketball today who were like whoa you know how how what do you think about Kentucky and like well they're not playing they're not playing a seven seeded Cincinnati in their second game I mean that's I think Cincinnati's better than a seven seed and Cincinnati's going to be playing a home game so um, that one kind of stands out to me uh, but I would say I think I think if Tennessee gets past that. I, I like Tennessee, if not someone before Tennessee, to knock off Virginia. Um, I I will continue to not believe Virginia's getting to a Final Four with that style of play, no matter what they do in the regular season, until they actually get to a Final Four. And I just I I don't buy it. Uh, plus, if you know Tennessee survives having to play in Ohio against Cincinnati, they get to Louisville, where that you know they'll have a million fans. Uh, that's an easy drive. Uh, you know, Tennessee will have the crowd. It'll, they'll get what Kentucky was hoping to have. They'll have home games, kind of. And uh, I like. I mean, I, I like if Tennessee can get past Cincinnati. I, I like Tennessee to get to the Final Four. I'm trying to think what else. Stands well, I got here. one. I got one that like is popping off the page at me, and uh, it's going to be fun because we're going to get to see it firsthand. LSU is matched up against Yale in the first. <laughs> Is that in Jacksonville with us? Yes, it is in Jacksonville with us. Uh, I am. Oh my God! That okay. I'm sorry, but (laughs) like, 
<laughs> that has to be on purpose, right? Like the scandal ridden LSU against Ye- the Ivy Leaguers, but also Yale's embattled in the scandal, the other scandal, right? Aren't they part of the, the uh, academic fraud scandal? I don't know if they were on that list or not. Hold on, I'll, I'll double check. I'm pretty sure Yale was on the list of like like random like rowing or whatever that people soccer were- coach. Yes, okay, soccer yeah. coach. It was the Yale soccer so that's, coach. So who would have thought LSU-Yale would be the scandal game, the scandal bowl? Scandal bowl! Scandal bowl! Yes, I, uh, like that is just going to be so much fun. Um, and, and in that same region, in that same Duke's East region, uh, where they're the one seed, Michigan State is the two. I think that's that'll be interesting. Um, is Well, that's like the, that's like the, the scandal pod that those guys are in. So you you have Maryland is at the top. They're the sixth seed in that little pod, the same pod with LSU and Yale. The LSU-Yale winner would play the Maryland-Belmont slash Temple winner, the playing game winner. Good for Belmont. It's a little bit of a surprise, but glad and think they yeah. deserve to be in. A quick note, quick note on Belmont. At, at the Calipari house, John Calipari celebrated more than anything when Belmont got in because <laughs> he talked about how he's friends with Rick Bird and down in Nashville, Belmont allowed Kentucky to practice on their court. So there's oh, yeah. pretty friendly. They always do. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, I mean, there's a really really friendly relationship between those two coaches and programs. And so Calipari was pumped to see them get in at, with an at-large. Yeah, it was neat. But you got so you got Maryland in that little pod. You got LSU and Yale. We've already covered the Scandal Bowl, and then the the the, the clear. Uh, we don't we don't consider uh, storylines on this committee, but but actually, here's how we do. Uh, Louisville playing Richard Patino coached Minnesota. Yep. Louisville has had plenty of scandal. Minnesota, by the way, meant plenty of scandal. They had uh, the athletic administrator harassing women, mm-hmm. uh, female reporters, and Michigan then- State. Michigan State is the two seed. We are aware has plenty of scandal as their their gymnastics um, physician is a horrific monster, and they've had a you know all the sort of essentially cover up connected to that. And then the weirdest scandal: the team they're playing, Bradley. Are you aware of this scandal, Curtis? Oh yes, this oh. random media scandal, Bradley. Uh, the No Name Nobody program uh, banned their 29-year beat reporter from covering the team, from having any kind of access to the team, because he was not helping to, quote, promote their brand, the brand no one knew they had. Yep. And now the only brand they have is that they're famous for being jerks to a random reporter who wasn't kissing their butt enough when they were sucking. Yep. Uh, so... I mean that's that's the scandal pod right there. Scandal pod. I, I'm taking Belmont. I want. I, I got Belmont coming out of the scandal pod because be they awesome. are they're the darlings and they're as far as I know they don't have any scandal. I'm just like kind of pumped to just be around the LSU circus for two <laughs> days. Like I I I just might just walk around like just go in the locker room and hang out just to hear what, what the heck's going on. Check out the Tony Benford. Uh, press conferences just to see how he can dance around Will Wade questions for 15-20 minutes. You know, it'll be it'll be entertaining. Curtis, are you trying to say that with all those people hanging around, all the reporters that are going to be in their locker room, that you will wade into the fray <laughs> and try to get some questions in of your own? Yes. Okay, good. 
Uh, what else? That's 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 all we got time for today, Kyle. We got to wrap this one up, but we got more time to talk about this. We're like I said, we're gonna do a big, big old extensive breaking down of the bracket, and we're gonna make our picks and we're gonna discuss them in the upcoming ones. And as I mentioned, uh, check out the bracket challenge we're putting out on our Twitter account. Shout out to Kyle. Uh, you got the the sponsor for this one. Um, real quick, just mention who they are, and then we'll give the full read next time we talk. Yeah, it's Grassroots Pharmacy. They're in Hamburg. Uh, they are awesome people. It's a husband and a wife. Um, they have just been very, very good to uh, my family. We've had a lot of illness in the family between my kids and my wife, who's had a, a rough time of it lately, and we are there like every week. <laughs> yeah. And they are just incredible to me. Uh, they have met me there after hours to help me get stuff that I needed. Uh, the husband, Lindsay, is a huge uh, Kentucky fan, uh, and so that's he had followed me on Twitter and messaged me about yeah, that's how we got to know each other. He messaged, he saw me tweeting about sick kids and messaged me uh, saying if I ever needed anything, he would uh, he would help out. So See, good people. That's 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 the good great thing. local business that uh, we were pretty excited wanted to partner up with us, and so we'll be talking a lot about them and uh, sharing more information about how you can check them out but just uh look them up google them google map them and uh and and ho- head over there to hamburg but we'll uh we'll let you hear a lot more about them there are going to be our bracket partners as we have some fun over the next three weeks see twitter is is positive for something sometimes so that's that's a good twitter story uh also thanks again to this episode sponsors buffalo trace distillery and Burcheat metal check out buffalo trace distillery.com and then get on DraftKings as well we got i got that read while we were recording, much like your kind of rant about hotels, Kyle, that was midstream. I didn't know I was going to be doing that DraftKings read, so use promo code LOCKEDONNCAA. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. Be sure to be following along on Twitter at LOCKEDONUK. You can follow Kyle at KyleTucker underscore ATH. I'm on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Find us on Facebook. Just search LOCKEDONKentucky. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Please rate, review, subscribe, and most importantly, share this with somebody else who would enjoy are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. <laughs> this is a sw- solid disclaimer read there. I like your disclaimer voice. So, um, 